Looking for another day Just to try and get away It's a holiday It's a holiday It's a holiday A J-Sound A J-Sound Welcome back guys, July 27th It's happening A lot is happening And for some reason Smash Mouth's I can't get enough of you, baby, is stuck in my head. Um, hate to say it, didn't hear it, just boom, here I am, here I am. I thought, I thought that song was in Austin Powers or Shrek, but it, um, it turns out it was in Can't Hardly Wait, classic. Um, Shrek featured, I'm a believer. Um, anyways, both covers. The mouth was racking it up. Sideburns, arnets, and all. You could say the lead singer paved the way in the sense of style for guys like Guy Fieri and Kevin James. Smash Mouth, a millennial classic. Now, what if I told you there was a place where Justin and Brittany never broke up a land where the blackberry reigned supreme a microcosm where tom was still in your top five i'm talking about millenniapolis a place where zima flows like an artesian spring the spring blooms rival your favorite pedal pushers and town folk can be seen greeting one another with a simple weather. Like Pompeii, tight roping the 2000s, frozen in time and yet free of ash, walking the many miles of the retrofitted town in southeastern Italy. If this sounds like a dream to you, it's a possibility. If you're a listener to the podcast, then you're familiar with the man in the hole. If not, the man in the hole lived in a portion of the Amazon without contact of any sort as the last of his tribe for many, many years. There are tribes in the Amazon that have never made contact with the outside world. What if a place, call it Millenniapolis, could exist in a region of a country that's struggling to maintain its population? The draw? Tourism, of course. Here you can join the locals as they live in the sweet spot of existence. Of course, there are allowances for medical advancements, sports, film, TV, and music. But that sure is shit. Ain't on your Blackberry. Other than that, you get the gist. It's a millennial time. Millenniapolis. It's teens giving shades of Garden State, a wonderful film named after the Garden State, New Jersey. It's National NJ Day, New York's Bridge and Tunnel Cousin. Is it okay, or has it ever been okay um, to refer to someone as Bridge and Tunnel? Well, the Bridge and Tunnel people, the home of them, was first inhabited by horse and canoe peeps, or the Delaware Nation then later colonized by the clog and space cape people, or the Dutch. Next, 
by the powdered wig and stockings people, the Brits, and finally by the velour and gold chain Jerseyans. Today we celebrate New Jersey as the third state to join the Union. It was the first state to sign the Bill of Rights. That's right. Home to the first drive-in movie theater, the world's first submarine, and the incandescent light bulb. It has the oldest boardwalk in the world in Atlantic City, where the streets are the same name as the Monopoly game. New Jersey has the second highest population density of any state in the U.S. It has the highest number of diners in the United States. Fuck yeah. It is home to Queen Latifah, John Travolta, John Bon Jovi, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willie, Danny DeVito, The Boss, and Murderers, Richard the Jersey Shore Thrill Killer, Bajenwald, and the Iceman. Last but not least, the Jersey Shore. Get that fist pump going, baby. Pump those fists. So, if you're like me, and, um, you know, you love a good diner, maybe you never watched the Jersey Shore, but you want to visit it, uh, visit New Jersey. While you're there, fuck it, why not? We already talked about Guy. Take a diner tour, okay? Start out slow with some chicken fingers and um, a ranch barbecue blend. It's National Chicken Finger Day. That's right. The default order of every child, an extremely drunk individual at a late night diner has a day. Chicken goujons, chicken strips, chicken tenders, or chicken fillets date back to the late 1900s Puritan backroom of Manchester, New Hampshire and are currently being slanged at the highest rate by none other than Louisiana's very own Raising Cane's. A very overrated establishment, in my opinion. Sorry, not sorry. Raising Cane's, I'm meh on it. Um, but they, you know, they, they really did their thing with chicken fingers. They took it to the next level. and um, But they happen to be chicken fingers, so what do you expect? Everyone loves them. And... If you happen to find yourself at a diner, order some with a milkshake and that little tin with the extra fresh out of the blender, it's Barbie in a blender day. This is a very niche day. And um, for any of you amendment heads out there or freedom of expression peeps, this one may speak to you. Tom Forsyth, a photographer published images of Barbie near and inside a blender as a criticism to consumer culture and the objectification of women. What did Mattel do? File a case against him for publishing the images, claiming copyright infringement. After a legal struggle, Forsyth won the case and was awarded $1.8 million in compensation. Barbie in a Blender Day was then created to celebrate his efforts and to promote the importance of free artistic expression. Free the nip. Take a nip of scotch. It's National Scotch Day. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Scotch, scotch, scotch. You know where this is going. You know. To Scotland. Because if it ain't from Scotland, it ain't scotch.
Scotch must be fermented from malted barley aged in oak barrels for at least three years. Have an ABV of less than 94.8% and contain so much smoke that it singes your nostril hairs and anyone within a standing your ground radius conversation. You want this smoke? This smoke comes in five classifications. Single malt, single grain, blended malt, blended grain, and blended scotch. It is often identified and influenced by the region where it's produced, much like wine. The origins of scotch date back to the 12th century Christian monasteries and the earliest written record of distilling whiskey is found in the 1494 Exchequer Rolls tax records of Scotland. 1690 is the earliest reference to a distillery. The famous Farintosh Distillery, owned by Duncan Forbes of Culloden, and one of the more popular brands, Glenlivet, acquired the first license to run its distillery in 1824, from Bibles and cedar to leather-bound books and mahogany. Scotch has kissed the lips of decanters and many mover-shakers around the world on its way to becoming quite the collector's item. Recently, a collector from Asia paid $16 million for a one-of-a-kind 1975 cask of Ardbeg Single Malt Scotch, a world record for whiskey at auction. Whiskey Investment Partners says Scotch whiskey has an export value of $4.9 billion a year and represents 70% of all Scottish food and drink exports. It adds that Scottish cask whiskey ownership has consistently delivered average returns of between 8% and 12% a year in recent decades. So, you know, around the recent market and average on annuals, if you're just going into like S&P, Dow, I don't know, high yield type stocks. But if you're in it for the long haul and into controlling tangible assets, this could be for you. And if you aren't about that smoke, the whiskey that's produced in Scotland's lowland region is considered to be more mellow and delicate. Delicate like the fracturing top of a creme brulee. You guessed it. It's National Creme Brulee Day or Burnt Creme in French. And depending on where you're from, Crema Catalana or Trinity Burnt Creme. Trinity Burnt Creme. That Trinity, baby, that menage, menage creme sounds kind of sexy. Um, so no matter where you're from, just just go with that one. Trinity burnt creme. Care for some Trinity burnt creme. But if you're a purist or someone who is fighting to get history right, you want to be on the right side of history, especially when it comes to the, the creme, Crema Catalana began its journey in Spain as a custard topped with caramelized sugar in the 1400s. And in the 1600s, 
burnt cream dessert branded with an official Trinity College crest on top begins to be served at Trinity College in Cambridge, England. Trinity cream. This tasty dish is doing its thing until 1691 when the fucking frogs steal it like thieves in the night. Chain-smoking cigarettes, dressed in black bodysuits and berets to match. They print the first recipe for a dessert called creme brulee, appearing in the 1691 edition of the French cookbook, Le Cuisinier Royal et Bourgeoisie. The finest form of flattery, they say. Oh, oh, oh. And with that, I bid you adieu. So long as Jason is. I love you. Besos. Looking for another day just to get away. It's a holiday, Jason.